Amen. I want to offer a scripture for us this morning that will be the basis for the message. Uh, it comes from, the scripture comes from John chapter 14. We're going to put it up on the screen so that you can follow along as I read it out loud. And this particular passage of scripture comes in a conversation between Jesus and some of his disciples just before he was going to be arrested, crucified, dead and buried, and then raised from the dead. And in preparation for that, this is a little piece of a conversation that he has with his disciples. Jesus said, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been with you all this time, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I have spoken to you, I don't speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me does his works. Trust me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on account of the works themselves. I assure you that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. They will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask for in my name so that the Father can be glorified in the Son. When you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. There's a tradition in, in the church, even in the Methodist church, after the scripture is read, the people affirm it together. The reader would say, this is the word of God for the people of God, and everyone would respond, thanks be to God. Can we make that true for us this morning? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Pastor Stacy and I have put together a, a series of messages for the month of August that uh, we've called The Games People Play. And just sort of looking at the lessons that we can learn about life and faith, about God, from the games that people play. Last week, I introduced you to a cooperative game. If you were with us, either in the room or online, it's called Race to the Treasure. And, and uh, the concept behind cooperative games is that you work together to win the game. It's not competing against one another. And, and we even looked in the scriptures for how that's indicative of the kingdom of God and, and what Jesus calls us to do and be together, to to be with each other working on this journey of faith towards the treasure, the kingdom of God. Now, and, and I know you may, you may be tempted to think when we talk games or think about games to sort of dismiss that a little bit. For fun or, you know, games sort of perhaps in some way discount the, the seriousness or significance of our faith or God. But I think, I think it's quite the opposite. There's a lot that we can learn from games, through gaming, through playing games. I mean, we're discovering more and more, even in the social sciences and in education, about games as a way to learn. Particularly in the formative stages of life, our developmental stages. That when we play games, when kids play games... And, and not just the structured games, but I mean, when they have unstructured, when we have unstructured play time, that we're developing our ability to think, 
to problem solve, to express ourselves, to learn. There's actually a lot to be gained from playing games. And so we've got this series of messages that hopefully we can all learn something, gain something, as we think about games that people play. Now we're going to get to a different kind of game this morning. It's not a board game at all, and, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But, but this game came to mind for me when I read this passage of Scripture because of the way Jesus interacts with his disciples, and in particular with Philip. Now the verse that we didn't read is the verse that preceded those and it's actually pretty, it's a pretty famous, well-known in the church in any way, interaction between Jesus and his disciples. Jesus says to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but through me. And then Philip says to Jesus, just show us the Father, and then we will know the way. God bless Philip, who says to Jesus, just show us God. That's all we want. Just show us God. Have you ever thought or felt or even given consideration to that kind of question? Just show us God. God, just show me yourself. We did an exercise as a staff here um, not long after I got here. And uh, just one day in our staff meeting... I asked all the staff to draw a picture of God. If you were going to draw a picture of God, what would that look like? If you were going to draw a picture of God, what would that look like? You can't see them from here, and that's fine. I'll leave them up here, and you can look at them later. Uh, Or you can come by my office sometime because they're hanging on my door. I keep them taped to my door. These are the pictures of God that our staff drew. And there's a variety of them. I mean, some of them have music, some of them have the sun, some of them have people. But what an enormous question to ask. Show me God. And so Jesus' response to Philip is, If you've been paying attention and been listening to me and watching me, Jesus said, then you've seen God. Because God is in me, at work in me and through me. In fact, all the things that I've been doing and saying are of God and from God. God is doing God's work in me here and now. Believe me, trust me, and and even if you don't believe my words, if, if that's not convincing just to hear it explained, just look at the evidence. Look at the things that I've been doing. Look at the things that I've been saying. Look at the way that I've been acting. And you'll see the evidence of God. And then he went a step further and he told Philip and all of his disciples and quite frankly, by extension, told you and me. 
if you believe in me, then you'll do the same things that I've been doing. This evidence, these signs of God at work in the world and in life won't just be in me, but they'll be in you too. And in that moment, Jesus captures the imagination of all of those who know they are loved by Him, who love Him, who follow Him, and would call themselves His disciples. And He says, listen, have you seen what I've been doing? Have you heard what I've been teaching? Watch the way I've been living? You'll do it too. And he, he lays out before them the vastness of the kingdom of God. And he says, all of this that you've seen happen, you can make it happen too. And in fact, you will. And the game that that brought to mind for me is, uh, it's not a board game or a card game, it's a video game. It's called Minecraft. I don't know if you're familiar with Minecraft. If you're not, ask anybody 18 and under, and they'll tell you about it. And so I asked my son, Aaron, um, if he would demonstrate that for us this morning. And so he's going to, just to give you a taste of what Minecraft is like. He's going to play it. We're going to have it up on the screen. And so the, the concept behind Minecraft, I mean, it's a, um, a first-person player game, right? So you, you have the view of yourself in this imaginary world that's just blocks. And, and the basic function of the game is that you're in this world and you can create and build and follow ducks around and... You can, chickens, thank you, sorry. And, and you can collect resources and materials, like you can chop a tree down and get the wood, or you can dig in the ground and get materials like iron. And then you use those things to create, to build. And did you know Minecraft is the most popular video game in history? Over 200 million units of this game have been bought or downloaded. It's been around for about 10 years. It's, a, it's what they call a sandbox game. So the, the terminology behind a sandbox game means that it's not like you start with an objective and you have to follow this prescribed path to achieve the objective to win the game, but it's more like you're in a sandbox. And you just play. You explore, discover, create, build. And then, I mean, there's different, there's different modes to play it in. There is a mode that's a creative mode that's kind of really just do what you want to do and f discover. And then there's a, there's a mode where you do have some things to accomplish and achieve. And, and in fact, Aaron's playing it in peaceful mode right now because if it wasn't in peaceful mode, there'd be spiders and um, creepers that sort of 
enemies that you have to deal with. But like you might chop down trees and dig up some raw materials and he'll use them if he hasn't already. He'll use the wood to make a crafting table and then you can use the crafting table and the other resources to make the elements that you need to build more tools or to build a house. And to me, it's a fascinating game and connects with what Jesus is telling his disciples because he's told them, this is God's world. This is God's creation, God's kingdom. And I'm, I'm giving it to you to create, to build, to explore. In essence, to, to do all the things that I have done. That each of us in, in God's kingdom as followers of Jesus have been given by him the opportunity, the means to be co-creators with Jesus. Co-creators with God. All that Jesus intended to demonstrate to us to give to us and to bring into our world. I appreciate that Aaron was willing to play it slowly. I asked him to keep it basic for us. I've watched him play it before at his speed and it's really hard to keep up with, to be honest with you. And I appreciate that he was patient with me as I tried to explain it because as we've discussed it, he's, he's told me all the things I did wrong like it's a chicken, not a duck. And but I, I think this game, which is the most popular video game in history, it's a great example of the opportunity that we have to create with Jesus the world that God intended. Aaron, thank you for demonstrating it for everybody. Can y'all join me and say thank you to Aaron for showing us that? It didn't take too much for me to convince him to come play a video game in church. He was, he was definitely down for that. But, I mean, there, there are people who have explored this game and played it to, you know, whatever ends. I don't know if you're, again, familiar with it, but Aaron showed me some of the things that people have created. I want to show you some of the worlds that people have built. Uh, Aaron helped me pick out a few. That, that game was used to build that. And there's a couple of more. All of those <laughs> designed and created in that, in that very basic block-oriented <laughs> video game. And what Jesus was saying to his followers, to you and me, is that you have the same creativity and imagination inside of you. 
to bring to life the fullness of the world that God created us to know and to have and to share with each other. In a very real way, even when the world was created and when humanity was created, God created us in Imago Dei, in the image of God. And God, as a creative force, created us in the image of this creative force, put inside of us that creativity, that imagination. So that you and I and all of us together could bring the beauty and goodness and truth of God's kingdom to life. You have that in you. You have that as a gift from God, as a calling from Jesus. And we do it and express it in all kinds of ways. God help us, we're figuring out how to be the church and it takes some creativity and some imagination during a pandemic. Doing things in the room and online so that we can continue to be a community of faith together. We do it when people among us take the Lord's Prayer and set it to a new tune. We do it when we figure out how to make a classroom both virtual and in person, which is one thing we're trying to do here now at the church, so that we can allow groups to meet and opportunities for discipleship and for the work of the church to get done if some folks want to be in the room together and some folks want to be online. We do it when we recognize the need for food for kids in our community and we partner with the school and the Backpack Buddies program. I've had conversations with more than one person here asking about an opportunity to perhaps put our kitchen to greater use and even have a garden on our campus. And we don't just do it as a church. We don't just do it here. You do it right where you are. Your work can be the work of the kingdom of God day in and day out in your home, in your school, in your place of business. Oh, that all of us would envision our days, our places where we live and work and spend our time and our energy. Envision them all as this open sandbox of opportunity for us to be doing the work of the kingdom of God right where we are with whatever resources we have in our hands. And Jesus said, not only are you going to do what I've done to his disciples, he said, you'll do even greater things. You'll do even greater more because I'm going to the Father and I will be with the Father and whatever you ask will be so as we come to know 
and follow Jesus. As our heart beats with the heartbeat of God. As we become co-creators with God and the kingdom of God in our world. Jesus said the possibilities are endless. I guess it's my hope, not necessarily that you would go out of here and download Minecraft and start to play it. I mean, it it is a fun game. It, it, It can be a time suck. Be careful with that. But it it is my hope that we would go out of here and and see the world. Just like a gamer might sit down and see a new level of Minecraft. Full of opportunities and possibilities for us to build and create God's kingdom. In just a minute, we're going to sing one more song together. We're going to have a time to give an offering. So even as you give your offering, if you, if you do it electronically uh, or if you brought it in the room and you want to bring it and put it up in these baskets as we're singing our last song, I want to invite you even to see that. Just, you know, you giving to the work of the church as, as a way to participate in the building of God's kingdom, as a way to exercise your creative energy to be a blessing in the world. Saying, I also want to invite you to just let that be a moment between you and God. The God who has demonstrated through Jesus all that God's kingdom will be and can be. And to be open to where God might be calling you or revealing to you an opportunity for you to build and create something beautiful, something holy in our world. Will you pray with me and then we'll sing. God, we are thankful for the gift of this world that you have created. We're thankful for the glimpses of your kingdom that we get when we see and read about your Son, our Savior, Jesus. The way He lived and moved in the world. We're thankful for the invitation to follow in that way, to be a part of your kingdom coming. God, I thank you that the ways in which that happens are beyond number. Big and small. Vast and on the horizon and close by and right at home. God, would you open our eyes, our minds, our hearts all that you are doing to all that you are calling us to do and be to all that you are
calling us to imagine and create. This is our prayer together in the name of Jesus. Amen.